0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. On today's show, we have Charles Curtis Tucker. He's a homeschool parent since 1999 and a certified teacher since 1993. Mr. Tucker has been a full-time teacher in public and private schools in Europe, South America, as well as the United States. Mr. Tucker is currently a homeschool evaluator throughout the state of Florida, and so I'm very excited to get his story and also um, his tips and tricks for homeschooling in the state of Florida. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm I'm so happy to be with you today.
0: I got to imagine that since the pandemic, um, parents have been just propelled into homeschooling due to a variety of reasons. But in the last few years, the, the homeschool community has grown substantially. Have you felt that being an evaluator that you've gotten a lot more calls, a lot more questions?
1: So, yeah, I s- saw um, or and heard and got a lot of, of questions. How to homeschool? What is it really about? Very enlightening, very confusing, very stressful for most, for most families that were not already homeschooling. People that were already homeschooling like, we're all set, you know, yeah. I mean, and there, and there's still some misinformation there and we're still working with people, but like that, but, but it was not the big, you know, surprise. Uh, most of them have a big surprise. So then what I noticed was after, you know, when they decided, Hey, you know, we're going to go back to school now, we're going to just be safe and be clean and all that. And, um, some of the parents said, no, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really liking this, you know, a few. And then others were like, "Okay, whoa, all right, I get to send my children away again," (laughs) Um, and 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 also they really felt like, you know, they weren't getting the stuff online. That nothing was really happening good there. They didn't know what to do. They had no desire to do it. So they were relieved that they were going to be taught again. Um, And then many of them, when they did that, decided, you know what, no. We're, we're going to figure out how to do the homeschool thing. We can do it. We know we can do it now. I mean, we we know about it and the schools are just too crazy. So a lot of them put their children in, sent them off, and then pretty quickly within weeks or months, days said, "Now nah, I'm going to find out. So I got a bunch more questions like that. Like, okay, we're not going to do that. We tried it. <laughs> we're not doing it now. It's just too you know crazy now. So, yeah, I got a, a big influx of, of questions like that.
0: So um, can you tell them a little bit of the requirements to home educate your child in the state of Florida?
1: Um, legally, you're the school official. You have, you have uh, public school, private school and homeschool. Those are your options. And when you send the letter of intent to home educate, you become the school official. When you, when you take them to a private school, they they send in their name. That's all they do in their private school. And they do whatever the private school, you do, they do whatever the private school says, as long as you stay there. And then public school, same thing. They send in their name and uh, they're they do whatever the public school says. So with homeschooling, you have complete freedom to do everything they do and more. There's only really four requirements by law of homeschooling. Um, You send the letter of intent to home educate to the home education department in your county. Um, By law, if it has the parent's signature and a declaration of homeschooling and the child's full name, date of birth, and mailing address, by law, they just register them. It's not an approval thing. Not in Florida. Um, Then you are required to keep a quote portfolio. That's um, what it says is documentation of academic progress. The child has to be doing school. The child has to go to school. And if you're going to homeschool, you have to document progress of what they're doing. Now, we have the right and we have the privilege and advantage of doing uh, hands-on projects. Field trips, even now we can still do field trips every day. Those are great learning experiences, photographs, videos, writing, you know, reports and journaling and stuff like that. That goes in the portfolio. That is a portfolio, a letter of intent. You have to send in the letter of intent if you're gonna homeschool within 30 days of turning six or coming out of a formal school. So, So then 12 months later, after you register them, You have to have what's called an annual educational evaluation. There's five choices on that. Um, The most popular choice is having a Florida certified licensed teacher review their quote portfolio, review their work, determine if they're progressing and put a form letter together. It can be a form letter like the state department gave me. Has to have once again the child's full name, date of birth, mailing address, and the, the certified teacher's information, not the parents. This document, this document has to have the teacher's information, certificate number, expiration date, signature, and a declaration, a statement that I have reviewed the work and they are progressing. They are doing school. Um, once again, it's not approved. If that's sent in to the home education office of your county it's done. And that's once every 12 months after they start. Fourth requirement is when they, when they move or they finish, you need to, um, now, no matter if it's 12 months or not, they want, uh, an annual evaluation to the county and the, the, um, letter of termination, which once again is the parents, um, child's name, date of birth, mailing address, and a declaration that this child will not be homeschooled in this county from this date forward. And I must say, some parents are very reluctant because of the information they get. We have three options and they're all completely legal. And, you know, in in 2019, in 2018, I know, there was over 100,000 registered homeschool students in this state it's it's completely legal and awesome. There's nothing bogus about it or illegitimate. So, you know, some people will wanna make you think that it's weird or whatever, it's not, it's awesome. Parents are just very reluctant and very skeptical and they're, they're very uh, just not confident and they've been convinced you're not a professional. What do you think you're doing? Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that you, we love our children more than anybody, and we know them better than anybody, you know, your children better than anybody, and you love them more than anybody, there's nobody more qualified to make the decisions of what kind of education what they're learning, who they're who they're being around what they're doing. um, And really knowing you know, what their gifts and talents are and, and and what they need to know, what they want to know and what they want to go into. I mean, there's nobody better. And the big thing on that is even the really highly um, talented and qualified teachers have way too many students. You've got your children, your student teacher ratio is just blows the schools away because you've got one, two, three, four, five, you know, And they all get one-on-one time no matter if you've got five or one and 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 you're relearning things that you already learned from long ago and you're spending time with your children i mean it's there's nobody more qualified so making parents um doubt their abilities to teach their own children bothered me
0: so i think there's so many fears that that parents have especially when they're just beginning Um, And culturally, you know, education, you're supposed to leave it to the experts, but can you tell us from your experience, like how, from being a teacher, that teaching can be a natural process for the parents and student?
1: Don't try to do school at home. Um, There's a lot of places, everybody's different. I mean, some children are fine with sitting down for four hours or even seven and doing what they're doing, but most, most um real you know academic studies and things surveys and different things to to find out how people learn well and all the different styles and all that stuff it's generally speaking it's much better to do something for 30 minutes 45 minutes at a time and take a break and do what you want and just do little bits Um, not as little as the the TV and stuff has kind of trained them to do like seconds, but, but you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, it depends. Sometimes less for some children, sometimes more, but it, it, it's been shown that they will really retain what they're learning information, knowledge, all kinds of stuff, activities. If they do that and they, they just take a break and they do you know, two, three, four sessions a day throughout the day, not just seven hours, you know, or four hours. Um, And that's what you can do with homeschooling. And, and also, you know, daily, You, you don't have to do Monday through Friday, of course, or, you know, anything like that. But, but my point there is really, they, it has been shown that they, that people learn a lot better when they do short little bits, Um, relatively short and, and, you know, change activities and, and, and also then, um, practice. I mean, practice makes perfect. It's true. So you, you want to bring, you want to come back to it. You want to practice it again, make sure you're not losing it. And, um, so you get to do that too throughout, you know, the months. Um, and a parent said to me recently, she really likes the fact that it's year round that um that the summertime was a problem for them in the formal school. That just caused problems. And and I know that. I did things with my students in the formal school. I did summer activities with them because that is that that downtime of nothing for for, for two months is a problem with children learning and retaining, you know
0: so let's say there's a parent who's listening and their kid is having anxiety i mean i i hear this a lot from parents who pull their children out to homeschool but um what is your recommendation i mean their their kids having anxiety they're in elementary um can they homeschool like what how can we get people and parents to know that yes they can and what is your advice on that
1: And, and and too i'm glad you kind of you know brought me back to the anxiety of thinking you just can't do it um, you can, and, and, and yeah, there's lots of resources and, and, and this is a great one right here. You're listening to one. (laughs) Um, but, um, the, um, that's funny because I came up with a time, it depends on how old they are and if they've been, you know, because of being in the school, that's what I would tell parents. That's a question that's come about and where some parents over the years call me, they're like, Curtis, you got to talk me down. I'm done with this. I'm putting them somewhere. I'm putting them back in. You got to You got to talk me down. <laughs> and, uh, and I, what I learned from that was when they're pulled out, so to speak, you know, they're taken out of the public school or a, a private school sometimes for a public school. Um, it's, it's a rocky road for at least six months. And um, to a year. That's what I determined a few years ago. It's funny you should ask that I hadn't thought of that in a long time, but I used to to have that in, in conversations and, and, and conferences quite a bit, six months to six months to a year of just finding your feet, you know, as they say and and finding your sea legs, <laughs> um, getting your getting you know your direction. And the beautiful thing about homeschooling is you can go in any direction at any time. So, um, that's good, but, but yeah, there's some, some resistance, um, um, for the children as they get older, you know, if it's second, third, seven, eight, nine years old, it's not so much, but once they get to the teenage years and you're like, there's things here that we have to take care of. It's not being done in the schools. We're going to do this. We've got to do this. We're going to figure it out. We're going to do it there's a rocky road there for at least a year, it seems like, but what, what we're doing now and, and, and what I've learned and and what we're, what you and I are doing now is, is, um, with the networking, uh, and, and the real, um, information on real requirements and real freedom of homeschooling, um, you can really, make your child happy you can make them happy you can you can and they will see it might take a while and they might not be happy about some of it but um some of it has to stop and others then you can go in other directions and make them super happy and um, once again i was speaking with a parent recently that their children are so happy um being able to travel and study. One of the parents told me um, recently, just the other day, that they didn't want to do this at all. And they just knew they had to for the moment. I think I think they, they just started in 2019. And they now their children were super happy because they said, look, next week, we're going to go to Orlando. We're just going to hang out or we're going to go over to the beach. We're just going to hang out and we're going to do whatever we want. We're going to take whatever schoolwork we want with us and but we're gonna do a field trip um for a day, for a week, whatever. And and that's one thing that they go, oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um so there's all kinds of things that they they're once again, they're flexible, but they're they're also very inexperienced. So it's up to us as the adults and parents to to help them become experienced and good and write things and see how fun it can be. Um, to It's fun to be smart and learn uh, out of the box. <laughs> it's really fun and it's it's very, very um, beneficial. It's, it has a lot of advantages.
0: If someone was in high school, would you recommend that they homeschool them if they were wanting to, or is high school kind of like your, it's already too late just continue on the high school track,
1: and and so there there's all kinds of higher level curricula, and and once again you can do online if you want. You can there's some really great resources that you can order. But um, you know I don't want to just plug the college dual enrollment because those that can be done, um, 12 years old or older if they're doing high school level stuff, it's really simple to have them take the pert the test there and, and go to the college and do classes there. It's not always, you know, it does, it's not always what most people want to do. Cause I was kind of reluctant and nervous about my 14 year old daughter going to the college. But, um, but anyway, all I'm going to, all I wanted to really say about that is it's a good option for a lot of people. My, my daughters got their associate's degree before they were, you know, when they were 17 years old, they walked across the stage with the state college associate's degree graduates um, and started at the university as a junior, 18 years old, um, getting a four year degree now at uh, just after two years of university. So, I mean, it can be a great option for some people. There haven't been, you know, not everything is good about that in, in, in my experience, <laughs> But um, overall, for people, you know, that's a good option. And, and what I was, what I really wanted to say about it is, those credits at the at the state college with dual enrollment go on. You will put them on your high school transcripts, and they usually are are very learning experiences. Not just that they look good on paper, but they do look very good on paper. They're college classes on your high school transcript. And they count for college, uh, high school credits as well as transferring a lot of them. And you can make sure all of them transfer. I mean, that's what we did. That's why she started as a junior. Um, and so that can be a really good thing. And the other good thing about that is, once again, that environment, that, that the college, they don't put up. There's no end-of-the-year test that they're pressured on. They're given a syllabus, just like any college university gives them a syllabus at the beginning of class. The college classes are limited. They're small. They're smaller. And they, um, they're they helped by a professor two days a week, two or three days a week. Um, some of them do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The, the one here, um, EFSC, does Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. And the, the professors do... I guess their paperwork on Friday, um, but they're helped. It's a small room, you know, small class uh, size. So they get, they get some one-on-one. But what I was trying to say is it's totally different from the party at the high school. They don't have the pressure of the end of the year. They don't have, if anybody's bullying or anything like that, they are escorted off campus and whether they're paying tuition or not, it's too bad, so sad you're not going to follow the rules. You're out of here. The professor doesn't, I mean, sure, they're going to fill out a document saying why, but they don't have to do that for months to get them out. They just have to call security. That person's gone. So, you know, it's a more, it's a, it's a safer environment. It's a more structured environment than the the public schools. And, and like I said, it, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's what the high schools are supposed to be. the high schools used to be back you know a couple centuries ago. That's where you went to the university when you were six years, 16 years old. You didn't go to a, a, you didn't go to a playground with a bunch of teenagers. Um, and that's what we're talking about. that's what I'm talking about. that's you can skip the, the playground at the party and with the, all, all the stress and the bullying and all that. And, and I'm not saying it's all like that in every school it's not and there's not all like that with every classroom and every teacher I'm not saying that at all but um generally speaking there is that a lot and and we it's not conducive to learning it's not conduc- it's not really helpful in 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 going into a family and career you know it's just not it's a waste of time it's, it's a lot of wasted of time
0: right and i think that's the the whole point of the podcast in our conversation today is just trying to get parents to know that they do have parental choice and um, really homeschooling offers that real freedom like you said to really lead their children on the way that their children is led to go and um just opens up so many opportunities and i i know that you would um probably say that for yourself, having experienced homeschool children now that are graduated, a lot of them. Um, what else could you say to kind of propel someone in the right direction to homeschool?
1: But I will tell you what, what came to my mind was the conversation I've had with many parents that are very reluctant and just starting. Not, um, well, some of them have been, you know, like my child wants to come out of school. I don't know what to do. They're really bothered at the high school. It's just horrible. It's a disaster. I don't know what to do. Or, um, But then some that are like, I don't want to put them in kindergarten. I don't, you know, they started kindergarten. It was a disaster. So what I was just thinking is how, what what, had, what has come to me on that, another, another truth of a parent, another fact of, of being a parent is and 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 what i've seen in my experience through education mainly through a lot of experience with educating others and with families and homeschooling and private schooling international all that is that you're given what you need to make the decisions for that child for that um, person that that has been given to you that's come into your life you are given the desire and the abilities you will know if you want to really help them learn and teach them what what they want to know and what you know they should know you're given that ability when you have that child that's your child so i would just say um that a parent knows that if they just think about it don't let the outside (laughs) sources and 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 the the pressure from other people, especially people that are in the business of education. (laughs) Don't let them bother you or or even what you know, they don't even know it. It's not on purpose, but they're they can convince you that you can't do it. And and they're not meaning to do that. They're just convinced of that themselves. Um but it's not true. It's not true at all. You have what you need in desire and knowledge and and you will gain more knowledge as it goes along and experience and everything. And like you were saying, with your own child and experiencing these things, it's just, that's just wonderful and you can do it.
0: Right, and that's part of what we're doing here today is to let them know they can do it. And um, where could they find your information and get a hold of you if they want to discuss an evaluation or have any other further questions?
1: homeschool hyphen, if you want to be correct about it, homeschool-evaluations, plural, dot .com. That's, that's us there for um, a lot of information, a lot of articles, a blog on that and everything, homeschool-evaluations.com. hyphen
0: Well, that's great. yeah I'll list all the resources that you mentioned um, in the show notes for the episode. And I've really enjoyed our conversation. I think it's been very encouraging and, um, just a lot of details. So thank you, Charles, for being on the show today.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, and I'll tell you, um, our goal and, and what has become our goal is to help you all take control of your family's education. Um, and that's really what I realized that we were really doing and wanting to do is to help, um, take control of it's best that you take control of your family's education and whatever we can do to help is what we're doing
0: thank you for tuning in to the local homeschoolers podcast if you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local palm beach county resource that you would like to share on the podcast please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com